Konrad's Journey Through the Middle East, a podcast by the Konrad Adenauer Foundation's Syria-Iraq office from Beirut, featuring discussions and analysis on contemporary political, social and economic issues in the MENA region. My name is David Labude and I'm research fellow at the Syria-Iraq office. Today I would like to talk about Iraq's presidential election. Last October, Iraqis cast their vote and elected a new parliament. The struggle between the two major competing coalitions Save the Homeland, led by Muqtada Sadr, and the coordination framework headed by former Iraqi Prime Minister Nouri al-Maliki over who will form the government reached its climax in recent days. After a tumultuous session in early January, the Speaker of Parliament was elected and the date for the vote of the presidency was set for 8 February. However, the major political parties, Assadr's bloc and the Shiite coordination framework, both boycotted the vote and the necessary quorum of 220 ministers of parliament out of a total 329 was not achieved. Consequently, the election was postponed to March 26th. This time, Assadr and his political allies, the KDP and the major Sunni parties attended the sessions, but their major rival, the coordination framework and others abstained. As a result, the quorum was not achieved for the second time and the vote was adjourned to today, March 30th, 2022. Today, as it seems, the quorum will not be reached again because key political blocs apparently want to postpone it one more time in order to have more time for negotiations. I'm joined today by Abbas Al-Ambori, chairman of Riwak, Baghdad Center for Public Policy, and he will help us to better comprehend what is going on in Iraq at the moment and when we can expect Iraq to have a new president and prime minister and a new government. Thank you for having me uh, today. Uh, actually, the situation in, in Iraq uh, uh, is a little bit com complicated. The, the president, we don't predict that the president of Iraq will be elected uh, in this plenary session uh, because the, the federal courts decided and uh, proposed a resolution that uh, the plenary session for, uh, to elect the president cannot be unless we have quorum two-thirds of the majority of the Iraqi MPs in the parliament. This is the main difficulty, that the framework, the coordination, Shia coordination framework, did not accept to enter the plenary session, and this is why we cannot have two-thirds of the Iraqi MPs uh, in the plenary session to elect the president. Uh, now Muqtada Sadr is trying to, uh, uh, to call the independent uh, uh, MPs and also the small political blocs who are about uh, 35 MPs to convince them to join the plenary session to have two-thirds of MPs uh, uh, in the plenary session and then we can uh, elect the president. So this is why we think that uh, we are in uh, a closed road, let's say, in the, in the Iraqi parliament we, and we don't predict to elect the new president of Iraq in the coming uh, uh, plenary sessions. And can you tell us why some parties um, at the moment are uh, boycotting the presidential vote? Well, uh, we are talking about two kinds of uh, boycotts uh, for the plenary sessions. The first is the coordination framework, who do not accept any kind of forming government uh, unless they participate in this government. So they are about uh, 88 uh, or maybe close to 90 MPs uh, uh, of the Iraqi parliamentarians. 
and also the independent political blocs who decided to be in the uh, opposition in the pos- uh, opposition and they they don't if they go to the uh, if they participate if they join the plenary session that means they are in a way they are supporting the other side uh, who are uh, now uh, choosing uh, uh, the the president and uh, nominating a president from the Barzani party so uh, here is he's the trick of of the situation okay i understand and the vote on the president is already linked to the election of a new prime minister and then also to a new government could you explain us uh, this link a little bit more in detail yes actually it's linked uh, to uh, nominate the the prime minister because uh, the the majority now the alliance which is uh, the, the they call it the three alliances uh al-Sadr, Barzani and also Halbusi who are representing the Sunnis these uh, uh, political blocs the three political blocs now nominating the president and also nominating the prime minister so if as soon as they could uh, uh, form the plenary session they can uh, elect the president and also the president will choose Uh, the prime minister from the majority alliance which is uh, representing the three political blocs okay so i understand so basically having the president on your side means it's more likely that your prime minister will be nominated and then um he will form the new government the two kurdish parties it's the kdp and the puk they um it's a gentleman agreement uh, traditionally the president is from one of these two parties And the KDP this time nominated uh, Reba Barzani and the PUK, uh, the current president, Barham Saleh, as a candidate. And in your opinion, who is likely to win the vote when it's hopefully going to take place soon? So as soon as we have the same candidate, which is representing the majority of the parliament, now, as I, as I told you, the three political blocs, Sunnis, uh, Shias and the Kurdish which is represented by only the KDP, KDP uh, Barzani party. So definitely they have uh, a big opportunity to uh, choose Ribar Barzani uh, because he's from the majority. But uh, the, the rest of the Shia, and, uh, which is the, uh, I mean, uh, if we are t- not talking about the Sadrist, the coordination framework, they are more close to Barham Saleh, the current prime, prime minister. And even within the Kurdish uh, now a political system, there is also a big competition between KDP and PUK. But I believe that uh, the opportunity of Ribar uh, Barzani is more uh, than uh, the current prime, uh, the current president uh, Barham Saleh. And we have uh, recently um, seen negotiations also uh, between the major parties and smaller parties. Um, Rayan al-Kedani, for example, visited uh, the KDP and five days ago, also the PUK. My question is, what role do small parties and new parties, um, I want to focus on perhaps parties that came out of the October protests of 2019, such as Imtidad and New Generation, and also independent candidates, it's over 40 in the parliament, play in this presidential vote. For example, uh, Sadre addressed them in a speech on 21st of March, Uh, however, it seems that at least Imtidad, which has nine MPs at the moment, and the New Generation, which also has nine MPs, they have their own candidate, um, Rebwar Abdurrahman Arif. What does that mean for the presidential election? What do these, let's say, two parties 
want to achieve? Yes, exactly. The independent MPs and also the new political blocs, the new generation, Ishraqat Kanun, you haven't mentioned Ishraqat Kanun, and also Imtidad. Uh, these small groups, uh, these small political blocs, and also uh, in addition to the independent uh, MPs, who can solve the, the, the big uh, vacuum that we are in in Iraq? Because if they choose uh, one of these uh, two sides, that means if they choose the Sadrist or the, the three alliance, that means they can start it with the plenary session, and we can have quorum in the plenary session, and the president and the prime minister can be chosen. So if they don't join, the majority cannot uh, form uh, the government and also choose the president. And this is why we can we find the last two weeks, each party, they are calling the independent to choose one of their uh, side, uh, especially Muqtada Sadr calling them to join uh, and to choose what he called it uh, the national decision. And he called them to, to join the, the plenary session. Since you have mentioned uh, Ishraqat Kanun, they have now, with independence, 10 um, mandates. And um, this alliance, as far as I know, did not attend the last session on March 26th. Um, they condition their attendance to the separation of leading executive officials from political parties. That is, so to say, they demand a somewhat technocrat government. Is anyone, uh, Sadr or Maliki, able to convince them or to include them in his camp? Yes, uh, actually Ishraqat Kanun is not one of the Tishrini or October, October movement. It is uh, more close to the Marja'iyya ideology and they are uh, uh, independent. And they have an initiative, uh, they send it to, to, the, uh, to the majority and also to the other parties. They says in this initiative that we will give you uh, the government and you should give us uh, the, the parliament because we want to differentiate between the two role, the executive uh, branch and also the monitoring branch which is uh, by the parliament. So they want big positions in the, in the parliament and they spoke about, for instance, the chairman, they wanted to have a chairman of committees of the parliament They want to participate in the presidency uh, commission, either the speaker or one of the, the two deputies. So uh, this is their, let's say, their conditions. If they have these positions in the parliament, they will go to the plenary session and uh, maybe they will vote to the majority or not. And going back once more to the independence, um, experts speak of only eight real remaining independent candidates who are not yet co-opted, but rather by bigger parties, uh, but rather have a clear reformist or oppositionist um, agenda. What is their impact on the presidential vote and whom do they favor, for example? Uh, unfortunately, uh, the independents, they don't have clear vision, even for their uh, opposition. And unfortunately also, they don't, have, they don't form one front uh, and as a, an opposition alliance. But uh, uh, from time to time, we have seen that uh, these MPs go to, uh, to this political bloc or they form new political bloc uh, within the, the parliament. So I believe that since they don't have a clear vision to the future, I don't think that they can play a vital role to the Iraqi political system. So I assume power re will remain in the hands of the bigger blocs and um, alliances. 
Speaking of today, Wednesday, 30th March 2022, it was the third attempt to elect the president. And why did it fail again? That is, why was the quorum not achieved again? And do you expect any progress, perhaps negotiations between the parties, the major blocs, until the next presidential vote? Actually, the big challenge now is the uh, coordination framework. They want to join the government, and they want to call for, to the centrist to be to first to unify one Shia political bloc, and then uh, they form the, the, the Iraqi government. But the centrist, and especially the leader Muqtada Sadr, he announced that I cannot accept. Uh, what so-called Khalqat uh, al-Attar, which is like mixed from, from different political blocs. And he believed that the three parties should represent the government, uh, part of Sunnis, part of Shias, and part of Kurds, to form the, the new government. And we shouldn't form the government from the Shia majority. And he believed that this is the national government for, for Iraq, representing the all uh, components of, of the Iraqis. This vision is completely against the other vision of the coordination framework who believe that the majority of Iraq who are the Shia should form the government. Now we are waiting whether the centrists will accept to the other vision or the coordination framework will sovereign in front of Muqtada and the centrist vision. So the balance will be made by the, the independent MPs and the new political blocs. Now each party, uh, each party of the Shia, I, I'm talking about the Shia component, uh, the coordination and the centrist, trying to call these independent MPs and the new political blocs, uh, the new generation and empty that to, be, to join them. So who will win? Everybody waiting. We cannot give a, a definite answer. What I predict, that there is no other choice. Uh, the Muqtada Sadr, the centrist, should convince the framework or part of the framework to join them. Uh, and maybe the, the few of, uh, of independent MPs also will join the plenary session to have two-thirds of Iraqi MPs, I mean 220 MPs uh, inside the, uh, the hall uh, of the parliament. You mentioned an interesting aspect um, that Sadr will try or could win over Shia, Shia parties from within the coordination framework. Do you think he could split the framework that way? And who do you think is more likely, if at all, to, in the end, to join Sadr's uh, government? Well, uh, Muqtada Sadr, he's trying all this time, and I'm the subject, to split uh, the framework, that we cannot accept the whole framework to, be, to join us. So he's still trying to do that. But the framework from the other side, they believe that they cannot join, uh, I mean, each one of these parties to join Muqtada and leave the rest of the coordination framework. Why? Because they think that Muqtada will swallow all of them if they split and uh, maybe one component join Muqtada without the others. And for now, like in between the session or before the next uh, vote, What scenarios are likely to happen? Um, some people, for example, uh, talk of an emergency government. What would that mean? Or is it likely that we will see more violence, perhaps as a negotiation strategy, 
between the parties. What is your take on that? Well, I don't believe that emergency government can be happen in Iraq. We already have now a government without constitutional cover. Uh, I mean, new parliament do not vote for this government. So what I believe that the, the current government will continue uh, doing their role uh, to govern the country. And maybe from time to time we'll see kind of violence here and there to push the, this side and the other side to join any uh, party. My last question, when do you think will the next session take place for the presidential election? Some people speak of uh, May, the end of Ramadan, but there's also rumors that it will take place sooner. What, what do you think? Actually, the situation is not clear yet. Uh, maybe we'll have another plenary uh, session, uh, maybe another attempt in the 1st of April, Or if we don't have this, uh, if we the parliament did not succeed in this uh, attempt, then after Ramadan the, and during Ramadan we will have a lot of negotiation. And uh, the close history of Iraq, we have seen that most of the time Ramadan solved a lot of problem in, inside uh, inside Iraq. Thanks a lot, Abbas. Uh, I'm afraid we have to leave things here for today, but we will be continuing watching the situation in Iraq closely. Thanks a lot for your closing note and for being with us today. Well, thank you so much and thank you for having me today. Thank you so much. Thanks to our audience as well. You have been listening to the podcast from Beirut to Baghdad. And I hope to see you again soon. If you have enjoyed this episode, please click subscribe us and RSS feed us in your favorite podcasting app. Stay tuned on the topics and please follow us as well on Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn at Kas Iraq and on Instagram at Kas in Beirut. Mm-hmm.